welcome to the Everesting Podcast, built by Quarry. In this episode, I have a great conversation with Eve Conyers, who is a ultra-endurance cyclist from Australia, and Eve is taking on an incredible project. She's intending to ride 12 Everestings in 12 months, so her project is underway. We've recorded this in early April of 2022. Um, unlike a lot of Everesters, Eve has a, a much more relaxed approach. It's really, really fun and different from a lot of the Everesters that I've spoken to, particularly hosted on the podcast. So one of her Everestings so far this year was on a hill she hadn't even been on before. So she's awesome. She is doing this amazing effort for climate uh, change charities. So we're going to include a link both to her GoFundMe and to her Facebook page so that you're able to follow along. Or if you're able to contribute to her very worthy cause, uh, please do so. She's also doing this in 12 different locations in Australia. So she tells us all about that. A very, very inspiring and cool conversation. And I really appreciate Eve spending some time with us. A uh, quick note about the recording, Eve was outdoors. So there's the sound of some lovely birds and stuff in the background, uh, but we were not uh, in studios, um, but very grateful to be able to catch up. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the State Bicycle Company, who you can visit at statebicycle.com. I am riding their, their steel all-road bike with the SRAM AXS ETAP drivetrain. It is absolutely awesome. Check them out at statebicycle.com. I believe that they have more in stock right now. They've got a whole bunch of other really cool goodies for you to look at from uh, parts apparel, etc. Thank you everybody who's been tuning into the podcast. We so greatly appreciate that. If you're able to give us a positive rating or review on whatever podcast platform you find us, that helps us grow and find new audience members. Thanks for tuning in crew. Yeah, Eve, thank you for joining me. And uh, we've got plenty of questions for you. Uh, you have a pretty epic year lined up, or actually you're partway into your epic year, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but before we get started on that, just give us a little bit of background on your relationship with Everesting, because this this current project is not your first go with it, right? Yeah, no, I did my first uh, Everest, I think it was about three years ago, maybe. Um, and I kind of went down that pathway because I got into cycling not long before that and I did started to do really big rides and then did peaks challenge a couple of times and then I was like I really need something harder like I didn't I, I wasn't really getting any more challenges and then I thought I might as well do an Everest and at that time I was raising money for um uh the teamerees like helping because I was doing some mountain bike stage racing over there Okay. So I was gathering up cycling kit and raising money for them when I went over to do my race. Um, ended up winning. My sister ended up giving them a brand new bike that she'd got from a race and we gave them like boxes of kits and money. And yeah, it was really good. So that was my first one. And that was, and I haven't done one since then. I hadn't really planned on doing one, another one again, actually. Okay. <laughs> now I'm doing so, Now you're doing talk. So okay, so tell us that what was the genesis of this of this project? Like why Everestings, and why twelve of them in a year? So there's two things about Everesting that to me are really interesting. The first one is just the methodology that people go about with with preparing for the day and choosing the hill and training and nutrition and all that stuff is really interesting to me. But the other part is the why because you really need a why to, to do this. It's just so hard. It's so hard to do one. So you need a big why to do 12. And I'm just curious as to, to dive into <laughs> how that came about. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, for me, I guess it's definitely more about the why and less about the training. Um, I I just had a really full-on year or more than a year of insomnia and and being really upset about environmental impacts that humans are having on the planet. And I just, I tried to come up with different ways to raise attention and raise funds for causes um, leading like towards environmental um, help and stuff like that. But I just couldn't come up with anything that really uh, resonated, like I couldn't implement anything. And I'm like, I was riding along and I thought, I need to ride my bike. And I was like, what's the hardest thing I can do? And I decided that, um, I mean, Everesting, I knew I could do one, but I'm like, well, one's not enough. So I thought a 12-month campaign would be better than a one-month campaign. So I decided one a month for 12 months would get more momentum for the cause and, um, yeah, be, be able to help a bit more. So, And I know that people, because I know people who know me, they, they wouldn't have blinked an eye if I said I was going to do one. Um, so 12 by anyone's standard is a lot uh, a lot harder, obviously. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and I did. I only, um, I only came up with the idea ten days before I did my first one, um, and that was on a. I went on a holiday for my fortieth with my twin sister, and told her that I was going to do an Everest on day one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that set that trip off, and then and then. So I didn't really particularly train. I guess I'm just that strong in the mind anyway to get one done. Are you doing all 12 of them on road or are there any going to be off-road? Uh, I did my first off-road one last month. Okay. Um, and, oh, my God, it was brutal. <laughs> so I had um, – it wasn't just that, though. It was I was in Tasmania. I did um, a mountain called Mount Barrow, and which I'd never ridden up before. And it's a gravel road, so you can potentially ride up it on a road bike. But I didn't know about doing that 10 times on a road bike. Um, and I didn't know how the surface would be at the top because it's quite – it's high, um, really steep switchbacks and narrow road and it ended up being quite deep gravel. Um, but I had COVID two days after my second one. And so it took me six weeks to get over that. And then, uh, and I hadn't, I didn't sleep at all leading into that, like for the whole week leading into that second Everest. So I guess something that could have been not too bad became quite challenging because I, I was just in, I was kind of delirious <laughs> and wow. physically not, not, right physically not okay um so that took like 16 hours um 19 hours total pass but that's because i was just fluffing about procrastinating about the whole day every pedal <laughs> but it was amazing amazing now so you've done you've done how many this year so that was my second okay so you've got two down 10 to go Okay. And, and is it all supposed to be within the calendar year of 2022? No, no. I started in Feb, so I'll finish in January. Okay. What a month. Okay, right through. Okay. okay. And so then tell me about some of your hill selections. So how, like, how steep are you going? Like, what's the steepest? What's the shallowest? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I again, I haven't really put much thought into the hills. Um, I kind of just, I'm quite last minute with that preparation. <laughs> you don't, you don't have hills picked. You have locations, but you haven't picked the hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, like the first one I did in Adelaide, I actually picked a different hill, and then at seven o'clock the night before, I was like, no, I'll just do this other one. Green Hill seems too dangerous. So I hadn't even been to this hill that I did, and it was really good. And um, Mount Barrow decided only the week before I changed from another hill. And um, so the next one in Canberra, look, I've never been there, but it's only a 210k Everest. So that'll be quite good, a um, bit steeper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas when I'm going to Cairns, I don't really have a lot of options. So the I've got a 350k Everest, um, which is up copper load um and then i guess um for me around that 250k mark would be pretty good um because then you know yeah yeah and i when, when i did my first ever one it was 330k and i thought that was great I, it only took me 16 and a half hours and it i didn't go into the red zone you're just tapping away um, but I actually found having the steeper climb in Adelaide was really good because I finished in 13 hours. So it's definitely nice to save time off. Yeah. Even it just psychologically just you're fresher if you can. Yeah. 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 But I have a feeling that climbs throughout the year are really going to fluctuate um, between depending on if I pick an epic mountain or a, a little hill. So I, I really like doing a mountain because it's just really rewarding. Like I know it's a lot harder, but in, and you might have a few more Ks, but it, yeah, it's normally, you're normally climbing somewhere pretty beautiful and yeah. Okay. So. You prefer to have fewer reps, but a real proper climb. Yeah. To keep punching up and down. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I, I, as I said, I, Adelaide was really good, but it was a beautiful hill. It was forty-two reps of that one, um, okay. and Brisbane. I'm going to be doing Mount Kutha, which is forty-seven reps um, of the back of Mount Kutha. Okay, um, which will be good because that's my local, and um, the Wilderness Society are going to be there for from lunch till the end to have a barbecue and a chat with everyone and hopefully get someone from the other charity as well to come along. Okay. So what are you going to do if you have a spell of inclement weather or an overuse injury or something? Are you, can you, in your own mind, because you've created this challenge for yourself, can you abort, but then get it done still within that same month, another day? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's only one a month. Um, I can be quite flexible with that. Like, I, I, I don't. Well, you're not give up on one because you're tired yeah no I know I can I know I can get through that now Jesus. I know you're not going to do that but if something came up you you've built in you've built in a little bit of a leeway for yourself to have another crack at it at least. yeah, yeah. Okay. I've had a I've had a lot of back issues in the past um nothing's come creeping up as yet so that's good um but that's definitely something I probably wouldn't push because I'm not young anymore and I know I've done enough damage down there <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah well I, I feel like it's I feel like it 
I'm doing pretty well with that so far. Otherwise, I've never had any other kind of injury overuse-wise. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I'll just... The weather's hard because obviously... Yeah, being wet on an Everest is not... It's not good. Like, you don't want to ride for 13 to 16 hours wet and cold. And, and then what are you doing? You're like, well, am I going to put myself into a hole, get sick. Like, so I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just play that as it goes. I mean, it depends where I am, though. If I'm in Cairns and it's raining, it's like, well, it's the same as if you're sweaty. So <laughs> it's right. so hot yeah. there. And, and <laughs> how does that weather affect road surface? Like, you've got, you know, there's yeah. a lot of that are in just as long as you're keeping it safe. Yeah, exactly. So how are you, how do you manage your base camps? Do you have a a system that you use or is this going to vary by hill or did you like no i pack the car the same way every time and i bring the same things and then i know that i've got them how do you manage that stuff um again i'm pretty lax with all that stuff i kind of just wing it on the day <laughs> you're, you're very an everester eve i have to tell I, you most people are pretty ocd no, about I, know, I, know. I, hear, I hear that uh no i'm i'm kind of like well i'm just climbing a hill like i'll get up and down it <laughs> I, love uh, it. No, I, I just like it's always different um because it depends where i'm going i might have support my partner's really good he, he he'll support me all day if he's around um but otherwise the the last one i had to get in and out of the van down the bottom every all day um and yeah just food wise varies um i i don't eat any gels or bars or things like that. I just eat like scroggin mixes, nuts and snakes and dates and all that stuff and and um a couple of couple of sandwiches in the day. But uh, and and then yeah really I really just probably wing it quite a bit there. <laughs> okay. Cycling are you doing in between these efforts? Are you putting and are you doing any specific training or are you just making sure you're putting in X amount of hours. Um. So last month in between was it was uh, different because I was in Adelaide. So even though I had COVID, we just kept riding every day, and um, I probably prolonged my um, recovery from that because we were. Just, I just kept riding, so we were doing still big Ks every day, and then and then this month I feel better now. Um. So I've just started to. Probably just put higher intensity into my rides in between. So try to keep them between one and three hours. Um, not go too long, but just go harder. Okay. Because obviously on an Everest, you just you're not going into that zone. So I'm trying to get into the zones that I'm um, get get that more punchy power back in that you kind of lose during an Everest sometimes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and I feel pretty good though like I feel like I've still got it yeah and when's your how far away is your next one now um 16th of April okay so okay. just not this weekend the one after uh, in Easter I'm going to Canberra and how how do you manage recovery I feel like there's a theme here you might be sort of doing it different every time <laughs> yeah different it's always been different um recovery I generally get on the bike the day after and I'm an, I'm all right I just kind of keep riding and um see how I feel like I, I guess I take a little bit more time off the bike that first week 
Um, but I don't really have a structure. I, I really struggle with sleep. So I'm like a bit of a yo-yo. So some, like I'm, if I feel good, I'll go out and hit it. And if I don't, I won't. <laughs> so. So what, how can people support this effort? Because you're, you are, you are fundraising, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I have a GoFundMe page because I have chosen two charities. Um, okay. I originally did choose four charities, but I, um, but I decided not long ago to, to cut it back down to the two I originally wanted because just to give them more, just, just, it's, it's, it would spread too thin if I went to four. So, um, so I'm raising money for the Bob Brown foundation who Bob Brown was a greens leader in Australia for, for 10 years. Um, so, but he's now got his own foundation, um, directly being active in stopping logging, deforestation, mining, all that stuff in Tassie's um, native okay. forests and, and other things as well. Um, but there he's really focused on changing um, policy and making governments accountable for actions and stuff like that. Um, and I went down to their blockade in Tassie where they were stopping a mining company going in to dump you know, all their toxic waste into this ancient forest, which is like two to 3,000 years old. It's crazy. Um, so it's just got to stop. And if we don't do something about this, like if we don't say what we want, it's not going to change. So that's why I'm pushing for him and the Wilderness Society um, as well. They're kind of they're kind of affiliated. They started together and then um, so Bob Brown's more now direct action as well as that policy change, but Wilderness Society don't do as much direct action anymore, but they are focused on getting community involved in the change and and um, doing other projects to help the environment. So, okay. And, uh, yeah. And that's all on your GoFundMe page. Yes. Yep. Yep. Awesome. And so, then I'll bring, and we'll link this up to Instagram so people can easily track you down. In order yeah. to find. And then just one more question in terms of gear, like, are you just finding your hill and then deciding what bike you want to ride? That uh, day? The, well, the last one I didn't have a choice because I my bike had no rear brakes from my Adelaide trip. Um, so my when Brakes I did my first Everest, I had no front brake. Um, so that was like zero front brake. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be interesting. But it was fine. Um, I don't like using my brakes a lot anyway, so that was fine. Um, but then I got back from Adelaide and my rear brake stopped working. And and then I didn't have my other bike, so I just thought I'll take the mountain bike for that one. Um, and then now my road bike, uh, DI2, has stopped working so I've had to order a new rear derailleur. So I'll probably be riding my old road bike for Canberra, which oh. is mechanical and rim brake. So I'm happy with that anyway. It's it's still a good bike. It's just. Oh, yeah, that's still a great setup. The parts are, you know, upright, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so just, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I don't, a, oh, sorry. Had you, had you normally been bringing a, a second bike as a backup? No, no, I just had the one, yeah. Yeah, but then I think that the the my new my newer bike, the Focus Paraline, is the disc brake and hydraulic brakes and all that stuff. Um, and it's just mechanical. Uh, sorry, Di2, and you're like, there's so many things that go wrong, and you're like, it's so frustrating, you know. Like, so I'm 
I've got my other bike set right back up to where I like it. So that's just ready to go now. And I know it's not going to fail me. That CAD 10 is a stayer. He's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to definitely be following along closely. Like 12 and this is, it's a lot of people's singular goal in a year and it's a huge goal. And I think that everybody that can do it one in a year it should be super proud of themselves. To do 12 is amazing. So yeah. first of Thanks. all, happy often secondly i'm really excited and i'll be cheering from you from over here in canada and we'll do yeah. what we can to get you some more followers and hopefully raise some money for environmental charities good for you yeah that'd be great anyone who wants to come along on any of them is more than welcomed the company's really good to have especially towards the end of the journey <laughs> awesome. so as you set as you set dates and pick hills you're gonna you're gonna update your social media to reflect that stuff right Oh, yeah. So I just created a Facebook page called Everesting for Earth, and that's got all my events on it just Perfect. to make it easier for people to go on there and they can literally see the whole year. Um, okay. And I'll do all the updates on that. So I'll update if if locations or dates change and and hill, when when I pick a hill, I'll put it up. Um, and yeah, I'll I'll just do it like that. So it's all together in one place. Awesome. I'll try and put a uh, link to your Facebook page then on the show notes so people can find yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks awesome. for doing it. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> thank you so much, Peter. You're welcome. Good luck. Stay safe. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Another quick thank you to Eve for spending some time with us. I would love to be able to check in with her again later in the year and see how the project is materializing. Again, uh, check the show notes uh, for both publishing and where we have posted this on social media channels. If you would like to contribute to Eve's cause, we'll link up her GoFundMe there uh, as well as her Facebook page. Thank you once again, everybody, for tuning in. If you can take the time to leave us a positive rating, I know it takes a minute to uh, log into your podcast app and write a review. That actually does help us find new listeners as does subscribing. So if you're able to do so, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, and in the meantime, thank you for spending some of your valuable time tuning into the podcast. And we'll, we will be back next week with another awesome guest.